Welcome to Unguarded Phone Calls, presented by Weevolve. I'm your host, Jory Davis. This is the Unguarded Phone Calls, a new twist we've been doing at Weevolve. My co-host, L'Oreal Gamble, and I are back with another episode. Y'all, I hope you enjoy it. All right, then. Where are you at right now? Pronounce the name. I don't know how to pronounce the name of where you at. Strasburg. 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 Got you. But you from you from Detroit, right? Detroit, yep. Motel. Gotcha. Let's get into the topics today. The first, first to start it off, the question for me was why we all started. But really, not not just like hooping. Like why we all said, you know what, I'm going overseas. Now we know usually it's because look, I couldn't go to the league. We know that answer. But like, what was it that was your key motivation? And so, like, for me. My key motivation the first year definitely was statistics and to get back home. That was it. Like everything I know now, that was not on my mind. My mind was get my stats and come back to the league. You know, it wasn't really a motivation of money for me at the time of my life because, you know, that wasn't a key need for me. But it was like get my stats. I'm going to Israel. I don't even think fun was really on my mind. Just I heard people say, oh, it's going to be good. That's it. What was your key motivation at that time when you first went over wherever you might have went? I can't even remember. I think you went to South South America first. Yeah. My, like, you know, me going into it, my thought process is why, like, I had so many doubters, you know, throughout all my, just period through my life, you know, doubters saying that. You know, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't going to be good enough to play high school basketball. I wasn't going to be good enough to play college basketball. So my mindset is when I became, a, when I, whenever I got the opportunity to go pro, I was going to make it to the highest level I possibly could. So no matter where I started at. So my mindset, when I first got that job, I'm like, I'm about to go over here, kill. And next year, I'm going to be moving up that ladder, going somewhere, you know, better. Even though I wasn't all the way hip to overseas basketball and knowing everything, I knew where I was going wasn't the best place. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I knew guys who were making tons of money, and I'm going to Uruguay making $2,500 a month. And I'm like, this shit. And then I'm, I get down there and play, and I, I see everything. I'm like, this ain't this ain't what it is. So I know I got a lot of ways to go, and I'm like, I'm about to, you know, shut up a lot of my doubters. Even my agent at that point, you know, like he told me, my agent, oh, my agent told me I would I would never be able to play in Europe. I wasn't a solid player European basketball look for. So he just shoved me wherever he can get a little bit of money from, get a little temper. I'm like, I got a lot of people to shut up, so. My mindset was just trying to get as high, whether it got back to the NBA or whether it was getting the EuroLeague or wherever it was, it was, I'm trying to play at the highest level I possibly can play at, you know, and that was my whole mindset in terms of it. I'm like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to shut a lot of motherfuckers up and I'm going to look back like y'all motherfuckers doubted me and get me now, pretty much. I had a lot of shit on my something. I feel like I had something to prove more than anything when I started my, my career. I think you still be having that something to prove because yeah, even though you, know, you, you played with that chip on your was for around sure. anger for EK. I was like, bro, you still mad. You ain't done with that yet. You still mad, but it's cool because you know, again, the whole point is like what fuels you, you yeah. know. And the, I love the quote, Daquan, who was also on the podcast, Daquan in Japan right now. He was like, look, he said one thing, pressure could either cook you or cook your food. And I feel anger could do the same. It can cook you or it can cook your food. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like the same concept, you know, how you use that energy that's fueling you, you know, you got to channel it the right way. And I know we talked about that in the past, but 
I mean, I think it's it's a key thing. What about you, Lo? When when you were making your way over, what was it that was like kind of fueling you? First, like going D two, they don't really even present you with the idea of going pro. It's just like, oh, you played Division two, so that's what's up, and that's it. <laughs> so not until my senior year did one of my assistant coaches like really present me with the idea, like, have you ever thought about playing pro? And it's just like, I mean, I thought about it. WBA but it wasn't like that was my goal you know so after I graduated I tried out for the Chicago Sky and I was waiting for my call to go to training camp the tryout was just a hoax because the team had just started so then he was like okay go to this overseas combine so that I was in that circuit of going to workouts and really grinding to put my name out there and then I just randomly got an email from a team in Serbia and I was like you know, is this spam or is this real? But then, you know, they're like, here's your flight. These are all the details for your contract. And I'm just like, damn, like, I'm really about to go overseas and not know a soul. Because I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know nobody. I didn't have an agent. I just worked my own deal with one of my semi-pro teammates who had been in the overseas circuit a little bit. She was like, this is what you do. If you need something, you call me. So I'm doing my own thing, not even knowing what to ask for what you should require. It's just like, we got your flight, got meals, you got an apartment. And I'm like, okay, cool. But they tell me nothing about my phone not working when I got there if I ain't had no Wi-Fi. So Mm -hmm. at the point when I got over there, it's kind of like really when it's set in on what I wanted next. And it was like, I don't want this. I'm making $300 a month playing in a league where I'm the only black person I see every single day. Only two of my teammates speak English. This is not what I want. But then in the preseason, we played a team from Romania, and my homegirl was on the team, and I didn't even know until they got there. Like, we got on the court, and I'm like, Tiffany, <laughs> yo, where you been? <laughs> and she's like, I heard we was playing, y'all. I was like, yo, I'm about to cry because I'm over here struggling. And here you are. So... You know, I started like really chopping it up with her because she had been overseas for years at that point. And she's like, you know, this is what you need to do from now on. So at that moment, it was just like, okay, if this is what I'm going to be doing, then this is what I'm going to require. Because when I tell you I was in a town this big, (laughs) I was just like, yo, this ain't it. Yeah. And I didn't go back after Christmas. I was like, nah, I just can't do it. I got spit on. I got poked in my eye. I had to go to the hospital. People smoking in the gym. I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm dying Europe, over here. They different Facts. Facts. It's Facts. Most different. Facts. And then it started getting to the point where, you know, everybody's speaking the native language. They're, they're all speaking Serbian around me, knowing that I don't speak a lick of Serbian. So I started having to learn. And then when they in practice trying to speak about me around me, and it's like, oh, I just understood what you said. So I, I want you to know that. Yeah, it was it was like no, nah, I'm I'm not trying to do this alone because I'm about to get in a fight at this point. Yeah, even I remember playing the worst in Romania championship game looked like we was in the freaking Spartacus arena. It was so smoky. I was like, the fuck? I have to play a game in this, you know? Yes. And it was like, I'm glad y'all pulled up because the gym was packed. They had people outside, bro. 
trying to get in, but it was so much smoke. Like you just saw the cloud of smoke just over yeah. us. I was like, this is That's not healthy, it. man. Like, what are they thinking? That's how yeah. in Cyprus. Cyprus and Greece used to be like that, boy. They, I thought you played in Greece, so they be acting dumb in Greece, smoking, taking oh, from smoke, smoke breaks during practice, whole cloud of smoke. Flashbang grenades over the court while you playing. Crazy. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. My coach I, used to smoke on the bus after the games, and I'll be on the bus like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like, are you okay? Like, no, man, you are killing me. What are you doing? My teammates used to be smoking in the shower. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you're this you're hot wild. boxing stuff is not for me. Tell me if you about to smoke so I can leave because y'all are killing me. Man, no. It's, Wow. It's ridiculous. I mean, again, from y'all two stories, of course, for me, I went to Israel. So you had a yeah, you had a good. It was it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I had the normal challenges, like of course I was getting paid straight cash. So I was transferring, you know, my shekels, you know, the normal crazy stuff that I wasn't ready for. We did have a, a house that all four of us lived in, you know. So, but again, my my room was the small, I was the rookie. So my room was literally like a jail cell. I had a little window above. You know, this was back in the day when I had a portable camera because I was on, you know, it was on Skype back in the day. Internet just trash. It was just not good. But I was in Israel. So we still had a lot of a lot of fun. And of course, our motivations were different. But it goes to the topic of the the young lady, Ari, who just left hungry. You know, do you think it depends on what your motivation is, how hungry you are on how you get through that first year, on who gets through those first years. Because she is coming from the league. She's coming from, first of all, she was, you know, top final, made it to the finals of the final four. Now you are a WNBA rookie, first team, whatnot. You know, you deserve all that. But of course, now you come to overseas. It's like, damn, drop. This is what, this is what's next, you know? All right, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, people always ask me like, "Yo, um, what's the difference between you know, guys who are now, you know, YMCA All Stars, you know, playing in the men's league, and you know, guys who are pros overseas and whatever?" And you know, my take is always it's the mental toughness. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different type of mental breaking you need. You know, it's just a different mindset. And I don't think a lot of people people who've been gifted with so much. You know, you go to those big high, you know, high major D ones, and you. You get free this, free that. They treat you like, you know, like your shit don't stink, essentially. And then you come into a situation where they're not playing none of that. You know what I'm saying? You starting at the bottom all over again. You know, whether you're going to a EuroLeague team or you're going to some poop-up team in motherfucking Austria, third division. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to treat you like you like you a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know the European style of game. You don't know how to navigate, you know, in terms of being outside of America because you never spent this much time out of America. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it requires different mental toughness and i don't think a lot of a lot of the people in the, in the younger generation have built that mental toughness because we live in a, in a society now where you know we baby the shit out of motherfuckers you know what i'm saying like forgive right. my language but like we baby motherfuckers so much that they we don't prepare them for anything that don't go their way you know what i'm saying so i feel like it's, it's gonna be tough for a lot of younger guys coming forward younger guys and gals coming forward it's, it's just gonna be tough for them I, I feel like i agree it's completely different and like for me if you can't be by yourself and be okay with that, you can't make it overseas. If you aren't accustomed to doing the same thing every single day, you can't live overseas. Like I was telling Julian um, the other day, every job has its pros and cons, no matter what level you right. play on. I mean, 
just the difference between the two of us. You know, I played D2. He played in Miami, D1, ACC. They won championship, all of this. My first year, I didn't have no dryers, no clothes dryer. He had a dryer. He had his own place. But when he got there, they dropped him off and was like, see you later at practice. For, <laughs> figure it out. For, right, and gave him a manual uh, car. So he had to figure out how to drive that to even get to practice. And if he was late, he probably would have got fine. You know what I'm saying? And I had to tell him before he even went overseas, like, it, this is not Miami. I don't care where you go. It ain't Miami. You ain't about to be getting bags full of gear everywhere you go. Like, you need to know what, what to expect. Ask your agent to ask the team, like, am I getting socks? Am I getting some tights? Like, what am I getting? Me? I ain't getting none of that. When I got to my first gig, my place won't even ready. They was like, your, your place will be ready at the end of the week. We're going to stay in this, in this dorm. I'm like, what? <laughs> And you got to go up the street so you can get you some good Wi-Fi. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go home because. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ever ready. Place ain't ever ready. You know how many right. people I know still vets the Wi-Fi still don't be ready. It's like, Bruh. what do these people do? Like, like you know what? You know what? You know we coming. You know exactly. we coming. Do your job early, we gonna bro. Ask for, you know what we going to ask for? Y'all got the Wi-Fi? Like, <laughs> that's the most important thing like if you ain't got nothing else ready the wi-fi is like the one okay. thing yeah. you need that yeah yeah for us for us traveling as a family i'm not trying to be in a hotel for a week with three kids sure. i'll stay home for that julian you go first when it's ready hit me up nah, right. it's funny though you talked about the gear though because one of my team we got a rookie on our team this year this fool ain't bring no basketball shoes i said boy where you think you at this ain't this ain't the Atlanta Hawks. What's wrong with you? That boy ain't bring no basketball shoes. Talk about yeah, I thought we was going to ask some shoes. No, wait, this is professional, bro. Who who you you took you see about just come here and shoes gonna be in your locker, your jersey gonna be folded. Nigga, no, they don't work like that over here, boy. Right. You had to give him some shoes. Cause boy ain't bring no shoes. I'm like, you're tripping. I mean, this is the thing though. This is the thing I have though. So, you know, Ari is a part of one of the bigger agencies. I think she's with Octagon or I Maybe think. Octagon or Basket, one of them probably. Yeah, one of them. My thing, my next thing is how with one of the bigger agencies, what are they, like, it still goes back to like, what are they doing? Even if they don't talk to any of us, it's just like, what are they doing? Like to, to prepare them to understand, like. They're not. They not. They just get you a job and take their ten percent and be like, "Go ahead, do your thing." Drop mm -hmm. you in there. Drop you in there. Drop. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 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 sad to say because it's, it's really more more so black people than anything. We be afraid to ask each other for help a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's like it's like you feel like you want to do it on your own so much, or you want to get it out the mud, or do everything on your own that you don't really ask people that you know can you know help you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you just. It's just a, a negative mindset to have. Like we could all be thriving so much more than we than we do if we would just help each other and ask for the help. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's part of it. That's the biggest thing. You want to seek knowledge. You go on YouTube, do all this stuff. But you got a person that you can real life ask who's been through what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to going to watch some video, you can hit me up on IG like you did, and I'll respond. You can hit Jory up on IG. You can hit L'Oreal up on IG or whatever, and they'll respond to you because we've been through, we've been in your shoes. You know what I'm saying? And we have a, your perspective, other than you just listen to somebody who think they know or might not even know when you got people who actually done what you're doing and succeeded yeah. at it. it. It just don't make sense. Like, it's so easy just to ask for help. 
but you feel lesser than when you have to. I feel because I've, yeah. I've, I've, even in my past, I feel like I've done the same thing. I felt lesser than when I had to go ask for help. But I got to an age and a maturity level when I realized I don't have to feel like I'm, like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't have to feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody, I'm not gonna always be perfect. Everything I do, you know, somebody's done it. Let me find out from them. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. That's what they always say. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's already done it. So go learn from them. It's simple, like, but we don't we make it hard. That's a fact. That's why I created my business. It's just some stuff you don't know until you ask. And closed mouths don't get fed in this business. It's hard to put your pride to the side. One for our culture being black, because we feel like, like you said, we could do everything on our own. But then when you ask and you get the answers that you need, you feel that much better. It's just like, dang, why didn't I ask that in the first place? Yep. Why I even have to go through all of this? Yeah, we, we definitely need to come to together, you know, as a community because it's not going to get any easier. Right. And, you know, you already know I Am Athlete Podcast, one of my favorite ones out there. And I've been strategically trying to study the music industry, like how they became more independent, you know, how Nas and Jay-Z's like woke everybody up to be at the point that they are now, you know, but it took time. And I feel like that's the part we are at in sports and especially in our space. It's like, you know, we the ones like, you know, EK doing stuff on TikTok and stuff. He has his YouTubes. I'm doing (laughs) me, you starting your business. That's the point we're at. And then, you know, you have your LeBrons who was like your Jay-Z's in the sports that can do different things for their side. You know, you have Dinwiddie who's in crypto and is doing his thing. It's like we are at the stage where hip hop and stuff was at way back in the day, you know. Right. And it's just like I am athlete. One of the guys he was on there. I don't even know. He's an OG rapper. I don't really listen to his music like that. But he was on the podcast and he was like, you know, a lot of us back in the day were being pimped out. And like again, when it comes to our culture, you know, and I don't have the data yet, but I'm trying to figure that out. For as the differences between you know our culture and Caucasians that could go overseas, how they dealt with. But which is not that many of them, of course, but it's like we being pimped out South American leagues and certain levels like we're being pimped out, you know. And again, I'll I'll say the dude that's in Greece, one of the agents in Greece that one of the American girls just partnered with, like, I don't think she knows this guy has been pimping out black women. Black women have constantly said he is you know, he's said racist comments or he doesn't respect women. And so it's like, one, the lack of communication amongst all of us. And then you a black woman that goes partner with this dude. Are you even connected to the community that you claim and you helping? To me, that's fake. And that's the stuff I don't like. And that's the part where it's like, it's bigger than just, yo, you need some info. I look at this shit as war. <laughs> I no. swear, it's like, it's bigger than... Some bullshit, yo, let me hit me up. It's like, like I told you, Lo, it's like me, you know, Carlin, everybody that's out here, we need to be like united because there's only a few of us. Yes. You know how many agents out here going in clusters, pimping out each cluster? We already know it's happening. So for me, it is it, just like when he said that on the podcast, I'm like, that's the shit that's happening. Right. Now, of course, Ari's on a different level. She WBA, she has a bigger brand. So if something come out from her, then his day pocket is yeah. different. Yeah. But that's only 10%. The rest yeah. of us out here solo. In that's my definitely opinion. what it is, though. We got definitely got like, we don't never stand together. Like, even, I remember even like last year, something simple. It was something so, so simple here in France. Like, 
we played all the way into damn near July. You know what I'm saying? Like all the other leagues gone. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we're sitting there t- telling them like they so thirsty to make some money back from COVID that they not even realizing you got us playing two, three, four games a week. Yeah, you're not in the NBA, bro. We don't got the same. But 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 then we got we got a players union here who say they who say they down for is gonna make change, but don't nothing get accomplished. So what is we even paying y'all to be in the player unions for if y'all really not looking after us? Y'all talking about oh yeah they gonna next year things gonna be better. No, it's this year. Yeah, they they're, they're running us into the ground this year. Who gives a fuck about next year? These players, they everybody gonna be here league, next year. Right, they ain't gonna be here next year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not gonna be here next year. The only people benefiting from us doing stuff for next year and having negotiations about stuff next year is French players. We are not mm-hmm. French, right? You know what I'm saying? So we got to stand together. So we like, okay, we about to we about to boycott. We about to not play. Mm-hmm. Now people want to ask it tight. Well, I can't miss no check. There's nothing third. I'm gonna play. Yeah. Not, we ain't on the same page, bro. Right. Mm-hmm. We ain't right. on the same page. Yeah, we got to realize. Like I don't know. Again, I've talked to couple FIBA people, EuroLeague people, and they all said it. Like, y'all looking at us saying, what FIBA doing? You guys are the ones, you know? Like, even around salaries, we've asked people straight up in those bigger federations, like, look, how do we know more about our salaries? We don't. And they were like, look, FIBA, they were really like, we can't. We cannot, you know, we have an agreement with agents, we have an agreement with teams, we can't disclose that. But who has the right? <laughs> they were like, you guys, if y'all get all y'all shit together, and put it together anonymously, whatever, you can know y'all salaries. You know, they're like, if you guys get together and you say, I want this in an organized professional manner, then we can do something. And it's like, that's that's it. And it's like, these unions are tied to FIBA. They're tied to these federations. So they can't, you know, it's bureaucracy. They can't move yeah. the way we can move if we on our own independent stuff. I'm, I was just... You know, thinking about EK's situation in Strasbourg, just how crazy it was because people really be out here thinking that we're robots mm-hmm. and we're we're grown. Yeah, like they real, like we're not people. Right? Yeah. Like for Julian and and for you too, EK, you have a family to go home to. Like after practice, it's not just going home, kicking it, hanging out, whatever. You got to go home and be a husband and be a father to your daughter. You know what I'm saying? And Jory, we getting up there in age, and you're a female, so them hips and knees be hurting. Like, you can't just be out here hooping all day long like you used to when you was 18 and 21. Man. It just don't work like that no more. Definitely. So, and that's a whole other topic. Like, a lot of coaches and women come failed in men. So they come thinking they can work us like we men. Like, right. well, my body's built different. I'm 32 now, so I'm I'm a woman. I'm not a little girl. So you can't yeah. work me how you worked your yeah. mini basket team that you just came from. I don't know how the fuck you got the job in the first place. <laughs> but you can't work me how you worked that 16-year-old. I'm 32, and I'm a woman. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. my body's built different, you know? So <laughs> it's... Nah, don't give me the roasting people on here, Tori, because they be wild. They definitely wild. Like, even when it comes to warm-ups, man. You got us warming up like we 16-year-olds, bro. I need some dynamic stretching, bro. I just can't run around in circles for 15 minutes and then start playing basketball. Like, come on, man. Hey, like, listen, my knees don't work I, like that. When I was practicing with the, the Virtus women's team, you know, I'm just an extra body. And I'm just trying to get some cardio and some shots up, basically. <laughs> man, we playing 5 on 5 and we lose. The coach talking about baseline. Y'all got suicide. I was like, oh. It's not college, bro. I said, bro, I'll do some push-ups, but you ain't about to make me run no suicide. You ain't, you ain't paying, you ain't paying me for that. 
you're gonna have to put some gas in this tank or something because <laughs> when I leave here, I'm mommy, okay? Nah, <laughs> I ain't about to run nobody's suicide. Oh, I sure did lay on the baseline, like, good job, y'all. Good job. <laughs> I would have been big man like, God damn it, I can't wait to retire. Look at her over here. <laughs> she had me mess all the way up. Baseline. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wish a motherfucker would tell me baseline. Shoot. Shit, yeah. I'd be damn like I'd be damn there like that as a motherfucking play, pay player. Hell yeah. <laughs> they had us running like some lines yesterday. They were like, come on, Jory. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You lost your fucking mind. Like, I'm not about to. Why are we doing this anyway? We could do basketball drills and get the same level of cardio. Bro. Same thing. It's not Ooh. making us any better. Nope. But let's let's go to the to Malcolm. Of course, I know we we plan to get him on the call, but I wanted to touch upon everything he put out. Of course, the coach, as of what I know of, apparently his job was taken. I don't know mm-hmm. how, you know, how I move. I'm going to keep looking to see if this coach come back some kind of way. Cause you know, they love to do stuff while we looking. And then yeah, even how they word it seemed like, Oh yeah, we're going to hire him back in like a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's weird. Yep. Always, man. Or he's still in the group. He just coaching like the younger team or something until everybody forget about it, you know? And that's, that's how my mind worked. But in all in all, it still took some type of action. But the question is, you know, a couple of people in the comments said, yeah, I played for this coach, blah, blah, blah. I know in the past, you know, again, I've seen a couple of people try to do the reviews and rating stuff, and it always just kind of dies out. I know a few people that have tried to do the reviews and ratings in the overseas space, and it dies out. But we know it's needed. But the question is, how does it happen? How does it keep happening that like now he goes to a team and interacts with an individuals that individual that clearly other people knew? Yeah, and don't say nothing. It's like this. And and it's also like, does someone not tell him the full truth? Or in some cases, as we know, you tell people the truth, but they yeah. still want that check and they go. So what's the solution? I think um, it just take like, that one um, person no. that area your dirty laundry. Like the fully air it, but then too, you gotta have that platform. That's the thing, too. Exactly. If like MG3, he got a, a decent platform to where people gonna listen to him, you know what I'm saying? And people mm-hmm. gonna, gonna see what he posted and then go with it. But like, if you don't got that platform, it's hard to really make a difference by yourself, too. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, there's you know, W high paid WNBA players who come overseas, they were gonna, gonna be matter me more than you know, just mm-hmm. the average overseas basketball player when they started talking. So, you gotta have that platform to be able to air, air them out, too, though. Plus, social media is so big these days. Like, when I first started, like you said, we had Skype. I don't even know if Skype's still around. You know what I'm saying? They do. I got it. <laughs> I had I had Italian class early on that mug. I had to they get on do. Skype. Italian class. See? So Italian I'm saying, like, I ain't seen Skype since I got an iPhone. Okay? Because when I first got overseas, I had an Android. Let's just keep it real. Change that SIM card right there. And I had a little trap phone. But yeah, like you you gotta have social media. You have to be present on social media. Like, yeah, we right. used to tweet stuff back in the day, and but now you got Instagram, you got Twitter, you got TikTok. Like, I only keep and, Facebook around for my family for real for real, but right. it's so many different platforms that you have, and then 
once somebody sees it and it's like, oh, I had that coach. I did the same thing. Then it's just like repost, repost, repost. So it's just hitting everybody's story. I mean, I even saw in the um, comments, a dude was like, yeah, he called me a nigga. And it was just like, dad, why didn't you say something? But maybe he didn't have the following that night. Like you said. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so. Right. Or even then, sometimes motherfuckers be nervous. Like, shit, if I that out too. this motherfucker, man, I need this check. Shit. Like, like, like you said, Jory, motherfucker, I need that check still. So I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, <laughs> I ain't gonna get to talk it too out of pocket. Right. Uh, <laughs> I need ain't that like... first and 15 for that first. Yeah. Okay, you still got bills at home. Yeah. And that's why I say everybody connected because you don't want to talk bad about this one person because you don't know how deep he connected, what agent he connected with. You know, when we talk about that bureaucracy, some of these coaches connected to an agent, they connected to the federation or whatever. Like you don't know who, what that network is. You know, that's a whole underlying part of the business. So you got to know who you can say something to and who you can't. And that's the, you know, again, like social media also like, Bro, don't know, like, maybe people like, yeah, we knew of it, but we still ain't going to deal with you because you might say something if one thing go wrong, you know? And if you don't have that leverage from from a talent standpoint or a brand standpoint about clubs and coaches. I don't think – I don't think we're there yet. Like, my thing is always – I think most professional players, they're so afraid to take an L, and that's why things don't really get accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like even me, like I remember like like I remember I had an outer coach. Like I did it on my YouTube. And motherfucking like gyms throughout Italy, like hit up my agent talking about some, yeah, well, EK might not ever be able to get his job in Italy again because because he said what he said on YouTube, you need to take that video down or whatever, whatever. About a coach, you know, essentially calling us niggas in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't afraid to take that L. You know what I'm saying? Okay, y'all don't hey, I know I've done enough. Like you said, you gotta have like you gotta have some type of leverage. I know I haven't done enough to if y'all won't give me a job, I get a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. But most people are so afraid to take an L that they won't even step out on that ledge. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that's majority, not even not even most, the majority of us is 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 afraid to take that L for real to say, okay, my career could be over if I if I go here with it. Am I willing to take that L? But what about those that's done? You know how many people yeah, came before us that's done? There's yeah, no more L's to be got. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's why I'm... People, you ain't got no reason. You don't got no reason. The people are... Yeah, know, that's like, why I'm big on, you know, those that stepped away. That's how... That's the, that's it. Because you, you're not connected to these mugs no more. Like, a lot of yeah. them, you look at... You look at the business of European... Just let's just say basketball. We ain't dealing with that many corporate power players. Like, if it's NBA or something. Like, let's be real. These people are not big time corporate players where you like, bro, they might come after my family or something. They might dig up. No, they, they not on that level. I'm telling you, they ain't got that leverage like that in the real world. When I'm talking real world power, they don't have that. So, you know, for me, it's like those that know that came before It's more than just, just helping. It's like, we need that knowledge. Like, we know specifically from my career that this, 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 these are red flags. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's the part where it's like now there's no excuse. And then also we need a few people that are with that leverage with them big time WNBA, NBA, whatever tags to speak yeah. up if they've been in that space. Like if you could speak up and you you talk about stuff back home about women empowerment and all this stuff. Yeah. You know firsthand because you've been over here what it is. You know these two a days are unhealthy. You know these 
certain things of how people traveling isn't the right way or is unethical. And you got friends that are on those lower leagues that you mm-hmm. know getting done dirty. So what are we doing? Yeah. You speaking up back thing. home because yeah. of branding or are you just, yeah, you, you know, because there's a lot. Like, is you really about that life or you just want to talk about it? I think it's just all about the person. Because right. that's, a, that's a sticky topic, but like EK said, you got to be willing to take the L. I mean, but the same way coaches and agents talk about players, best believe the players are talking to each other about the coaches and the agents. So you just got to pick your poison and really determine what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. Right. But coaches and agents, coaches and them, they're not picking up the players. Players talk shit about agents and they still end up with them agents. Why? Because they Fact. control the market. Fact. That's the difference between us talking. We just talking and ain't shit changing. They talking yeah. and they'll be like, yep, don't sign her. Yep. You know, a yeah. uh, coach know he did you dirty. And then he telling another coach to cover his ass and his bad doing yeah. bullshit about you. So you he you don't have power. Right. I know I know I know some people hoping that my ass just went yeah. <laughs> because oh. they don't want people to think, damn, she could hoop and she doing this like Motherfuckers, I know they they hoping like man. I hope she die off soon, you know, because mm. if you know, because how our community work, if you can play, then they respect you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like my knowledge of what I've learned about this business no more, you know. And I know that. I know my people. I know, you know, I know my people, yeah. so I know how it works. If you ain't hooping, then they like ah, whatever you talking about. Even though that person who was trash. Because be knowing exactly from a business standpoint what you need, mm-hmm. but how we built is like that. And they know us. They know us better than ourselves. I knew one person told us, he's like, athletes are just drunk off emotion and the feeding of their egos. And I was like, you know what? You right. And I broke that shit down to remember, <laughs> to remember that because they know that and they feed that. Well, what is the Unlimited athletes, athlete, unlimited. Athlete, unlimited. Yeah, they they taking back the power. Like I never, well, I, I, I didn't I even know. I didn't even know anything about the league. I read, I read up on it though. I'm like, damn, that's wow. That's actually super dope though. Yeah, they they so they started with. I'm sending it to you on IG now, though. But they started with like softball and volleyball because you know they don't really have a real pro league. Those two sports in in America. Right. And now they got so you know, and Kevin Durant, thirty-five ventures, he's a part. They they are investing also. They're investors in it. Yeah, it's a new it's a new league that they'll have, and it's also different. Like I think the rules and stuff is different than normal basketball. Yeah. It's like it's one it's champion, like one time. individual person is the champion. Not so much of it. It's not. It's the team, of course, goals. But as an individual, you can win the championship of the whole league, which is. Yeah. Dope as hell at the same. That's like a is it's like it goes off your team, but at the same time, it's your individual what you bring to the game, and you could become the the league champion as an individual opposed to a team. Right. So right. you that's crazy. No, it's gonna be to get the MVP. <laughs> it's gonna be dope though. But also, you know, that sets it up for like you know from a business standpoint, sports betting, like you know all these types of things. Like I would imagine they're gonna have like. With blockchain growing in America, some type of token where people yeah. can do all these types of things around it. It's just a different vibe, a different business model. And I think, as I said, like it's definitely a good idea. I'm excited for it. But I sent you the quote, EK, <laughs> of course, my ass. The lady talking about, you know, we need new opportunities. I'm like, well, 
new opportunities. I see people that's already got hella opportunities <laughs> on no, this fact, promotion. That, that's the crazy thing. Like that was the one thing I did. Look, I'm looking at like, man, you're starting this in late league, but at the same time, it's only giving opportunity to people who already got opportunity. What about the people right. who don't got the opportunity? You know, who don't you giving it to WNBA players essentially? Like that's just one league going to another league. What about players like like L'Oreal or like you know what I'm saying? Who play, play in the WNBA? Want to be home? You're not giving them opportunity. You're giving WNBA players opportunity. Right. So and it's I like, just, I it's, just it's feel like, like hit and miss. Yeah, the marketing. I get what you're saying. The marketing, but let's you know again. I'm always like, let's be real. This ain't about that. It's about you know, because if it's about new opportunities, there's a whole lot of ways you can give them new opportunities. Not to say they wouldn't be in the league, but I would say you would at least mix that thing up. Um, yeah. Or even if you're taking the bench people from the league, I yeah. wouldn't even see that because you're taking all top people from, from the league. And this then the third and, you know, opportunity to be home. But at the same time, you only give an opportunity to one to, to one to one to 1% of the women's basketball players. It's not even. Man, it wouldn't even, you know, again, it ain't even about me. It's like I would if I'm if I'm the part of this, I'm like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? If we want to really market some shit, if we want to, like I would say, let's have an overseas team versus these people who bring your brand and marketing dollars. And again, I always use Brooke as an example because Brooke is like, a you bucket. know, D2 be killing everybody across all platforms. Let's like let's start to have that G League type experience where people going against these people who you think legit. And I I I would put a lot of money that some of them would get embarrassed. Exposed for sure. For sure. Because there's a lot of players that because of branding, they don't get there. Right. And because of certain things, they don't get there, or bureaucracy, or maybe how they look, or just the overall the agents don't wanna like don't feel as though they're supposed to get there. And we already know some of these agents don't even know basketball. So they be going off the names and stuff too because they don't even know what they got in the agency. But, you know, if you go, if it's about marketing, I think that's a good marketing. That's like, you know, overseas versus this is a good opportunity to do that shit. No, nah, for sure. Like, they already do it. Opportunities. They already right. do it with the NBA during the preseason. You know, they bring they bring the, the early teams play the NBA teams a lot. What they use before COVID, they play in preseason. Like, and they would someone would actually be giving them run for the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's dope. I'm excited to see to see that. Last topic we can we can hit on was I wanted to talk about the brand in EK, and of course it kind of is a segue from from what we talking about branding for your kid. If there was, if you have a kid, first of all. Would you have them leave high school and go to like a league like overtime sports or something? Is it overtime? It's just overtime, right? Uh, overtime, yeah. Which like would you well you guys do have a kid? <laughs> I ain't got no kids. Y'all got kids. So would you let your kids leave high school and play in one of those leagues because they have good brand potential and you, you know, and start that type of journey or are you gonna, you know, that's not that's not for your kids. Like, what's what's your thoughts around those types of leagues that we'll are coming up first. where kids can go pro? You want to take this first, L'Oreal? Why? Because I got three. <laughs> <laughs> you're already up there. Yeah, I got you, three. Because I got three. Yours closer. Yours closer than age of mine is. Right, and I got all boys. Whew. So immediately when you started asking this question, I'm like, do I have the ball brothers or? <laughs> 
what, okay? Yeah, it, it matters. It definitely matters. It does. What type of talent so, they working with? If I got some hoopers, yeah. I will let my boys do that because my thing is this professional basketball or sports thing is once in a lifetime, right? School is always going to be here. And you could take classes online, but I feel like if you have an opportunity to really do what you love after you've invested so much time in it and blossom in that and really make a brand for yourself, then you have to attack it because if you don't, they're going to go right to the next person, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, you don't want this opportunity. Right. So it's just like, you want your legacy to continue. You want your kids to be successful and you want them to start a life, a life for themselves at some point. So if the numbers add up and everything makes sense, then I'm not against it. But they're going to get a college degree, too, because you need a plan B at the end of the day. Definitely. Uh, basketball and sports ain't forever. No, for sure. I feel the same way. My thing is, like you said, the the window to be a professional athlete is so short. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a doctor, you're a doctor for 40 years, 50 years. You can't play basketball for 50 years. You know what I'm saying? You can't play no sport for that you amount of time. Try, though, you know? try. So you you can try, <laughs> but it, the, the knee's going to be baby popper when you're done. You think you, okay. the opportunity is it's such a small window. I'm like, and then at the same time, you know, you don't just got some, some Rudy Pooh candy for a dad. You know what I'm saying? I've been there, done that. So when you're making all them dollars in the advertising, we know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? To where mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about what's life after basketball. You know what I'm saying? So you could take full what's the word i'm looking for full advantage, advantage there we advantage of of opportunity <laughs> because you're not worried about <laughs> i was saying it was, it was they all know why i was scared but you I take full advantage you. worrying about you know what you're gonna do at basketball because mm-hmm. you already set you up for that you know what i'm saying so i'm not i'm not worried about so much you know they say oh well what if you blow your knees out that was always my 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 grandparents argument with me like you need to go to school get a degree you blow your knees out what you gonna do be an art teacher well, shit, I enjoyed art. Well, shit, I wouldn't be mad about it. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, for my kids, I'm setting them up so they don't got to think about that. You know, okay, if he, he, he made $2 this year, that $2 million can set him up for the rest of his life if he blows his out next year. You know what I'm saying? Because he, because of, of the work that he, put, he or she didn't put in throughout their you know childhood up until this moment. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, it, it really depends on the, on, the, on the parent. But a lot of parents, I don't know. I didn't say a lot of parents, but a lot of parents force their kids to do stuff selfishly and not really thinking about how it's going to affect them. You know, not thinking about, OK, my daughter loves actually loves education. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, she's really good at basketball, too. And I'm like, oh, no, you about to go take this dollar. Fuck what you want to learn. Right. You about to go. Take this dollars. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's, it's a ha- it's like it's hard to come to a happy medium, but you have to have that relationship with your with your child to be able to understand what they value more, not so mm-hmm. much what the world about you value, it's what they value and what they want, you know, comfort in life, not just, you know, what you want. So it's it's definitely a hard discussion for sure. I mean my, my take every time I ask someone this question, especially former hoopers or current hoopers who have kids, it's always the same. Like they have me. And that's the thing is like again remembering that even those of us that made it overseas or even in the league was still 1%. So that's 1% of parents in the world when there's all these billions of kids that have potential. So it still reminds me of how bad so many people need us, you know, but again, you got your own, (laughs) you know, you got to make sure you got your own, but that just shows 
the disparity of the need because the only thing you're saying is like they got me because I have that experience. How many people have the insight and experience that you have? Not many, not many parents. So it's it's just always alarming to me. Like the one thing that you didn't say that, oh, with the new resources and stuff out, my kid. Go, no, you said because they got you because you have that key stuff. But a lot of kids don't have that. And I think yeah. that's why yeah. it's dangerous with those overtime leagues and stuff, because who's running it? You know, is L'Oreal running it? Is Lori, you know, is EK in that bit? If 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 I know those types of people in here, then yeah, because you making sure. But most most times you got one person like us that started it, had the insight, and then everybody else business people, and they only thinking money and maximizing the dollar. Yeah. And that's where it gets tough. But the branding piece for your kids and yourself, it don't matter. If your kid can't, you know, now I feel like there's people that got brands but can't even hoop. I think I, we talked about this before. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you got a brand, can't hoop, but you still go get this money. And doesn't matter if what the brand is. So if a brand that don't even match who you are, doesn't matter if they're going to give you that money. That's how I be feeling about some of these basketball trainers. Okay, you watch the NBA, maybe you play D3, but like, how you gonna tell me how to do a dang crossover hezzy get to the basket? Like, man, get out of here. No, everybody nah, can't be, be a it. trainer. Yeah, like they did definitely a lot of people be like you said, a lot of people build brands and stuff that that you don't even identify them with. You know what I'm saying? Like some guy who was the end of the bench on your high school team is now supposed to be the best trainer in, in America. Like that don't even make sense, bro. Like what are you exactly. doing? If you don't go get you a job at Flagstar Bank and stop messing around with my kids, wasting their time, like what is wrong with you? All right, stop playing with me. I'm not bringing my kid to you, and I'm not about to pay you $150 an hour to do it either. Like, man, I know okay. you, you're not like that. But play me one on one, okay? That play me man, they charge 150 to make them just have a good sweat. Like, for real, like, they're not teaching nothing. They just get you in there, you're doing all this dribbling, you're working hard. You leave feeling good the same way you could go to LA and get a good workout in if you leave feeling good. But are, is that going to translate to the game? And I don't know. It's, it's the same with, with, with some players. They got big brands, but then you see them hooping. It, the brand, it doesn't match up. And so it's like the new world we live in, is it kind of like something we accept? Because we kind of like going into the old school hooper versus new school hoopers now. Like, I've accepted that. <laughs> Yeah, I think you probably got to accept it because at the, at the end of the day, regardless of how we view it, somebody views it in a positive light. So that that's, that allows them to even build their brand at that point. So either, even if it's you look at it like, man, that's some bullshit, like what they got going on. But somebody, maybe they're not knowledgeable enough, but they feel like that what they got going on is cool. So we're going to give them money to do it. For sure. And, and, and that's the sad part that most people not. We got so many people without knowledge making decisions. And it just don't it don't even make sense. Like the decisions they're making, like from a just a I don't, I'm not, I don't know why words escaping me so much today. From just like a, it just don't make sense that we gonna leave it at that. That just don't make sense. Like you got people making decisions who don't know what they're doing, and then it, it, it don't make sense. Logical, that's the word. Logical. Yeah. Logic. It don't logically it just don't make sense. But people enjoy it and like it, so and it makes them dollars. So at the end of the day, that's all that matters for them. So they don't care right. if it match up, if it add up or not. As long as it add up the dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a new business. 
with again sports betting, all these things. It's a new business, but it's new opportunities for the players to come. You know, like all that sports betting, all that stuff operates off data. We generate that. So we that's money. You know, so it's new opportunities, not just the branding. You know, again, I'm always wondering, you know, the things they like us to pay attention to. They like us to pay attention to our branding, but, you know, what's more valuable, our data. You know, the, the wearables and the, the the stats we generate on the, on, the, on the floor, that's valuable. That's why the sports betting companies are sponsoring leagues. Yeah. They want act. They want to own all that data. And so it's a new opportunity. So so for me, you know, branding is cool. But, you know, EK, you maybe can talk to this like that shit is a lot of work. But my data, I do that easy. When I step on in practice, I'm, I'm generating data. When I'm, you know, if I get injured, somebody wants to know that. I get injured, I ain't got to do nothing. But somebody wants to know that before the game on Sunday. You know, someone wants to take the last three games to figure out how they're going to bet for my game the next week, yeah. I don't have to do no social work or no no posting for that. That's that's the next thing. That's that's the next money maker for athletes. How we how we secure that data and make all them people pay us to know no, that big, stuff. Big facts. That's crazy. You know what's crazy is that I hadn't even thought I hadn't even thought about the data the data aspect of it. I never really thought about that aspect of it, but that shit is so true. Like that shit is so so valuable. That's right. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about it like that. Because I'll be having Seriously. people in my channels asking me about, like, like just random fans talking, like, trying to, trying to see backdoor to that. Oh, what the hell? Oh, I heard somebody switch their ankle in practice. Hey, I'm telling you, people coming out with platforms about, oh, connect with a pro to learn about your career. No, 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 no. I will have a paywall. <laughs> if you want to know if I'm playing tonight, if you want to know what I think, you want to know my odds for this game against Skio, I'll tell you if you think my odds, because the, the locker room knows more than the stats. Analytics tell one story. So that's I'm thinking the future going to that, and that's what I'm planning for my kids. Guess what? Homeboy want to pay you 200 to know how long you think you're going to project play, play? Tell them to subscribe. Let's get that money. Period. Right. 